it's not uncommon for anyone that's seen another industry outside of healthcare to look at what we do in our funny little world and say, boy, healthcare has some work to do when it comes to being innovative with technology. Over the past few years, though, fueled somewhat by a global pandemic, but also due to the hard work of some great innovators, inspiring founders, and just general hard workers, we're definitely seeing a pathway towards a new future when it comes to the use of technology in healthcare. We're seeing an, an emergence of a more modern way to approach the problems that we solve in this industry. One of these approaches is utilizing cloud technology to connect all the different players in the ecosystem together to deliver better healthcare for patients and improve efficiencies for the system. And one of those organizations who've got a really compelling vision for what this looks like and how to go about it is Genie Solutions. And today I'm chatting with the CEO of Genie, James Scolay, all about what they're doing with their integrated cloud platform, some of the progress they've made with this. And also we look ahead and talk about what needs to be done as an industry to help us all get to that next level. And so whether you're a clinician or a vendor or just an interested industry participant, you're bound to get something out of this episode. So check it out. Collaboration starts with a conversation. Team Health Tech, let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is James Scolay. He's the CEO of clinical and practice management software vendor, Genie Solutions. James last joined us back on the podcast way back in October 2019. So he's long overdue for a catch up. Hey, James, thanks so much for joining today. Pleasure. Now, um, hey, last time we had you on the show was back in October 2019, and that was back in the uh, double digit days. This will be, I think, episode 171, and we spoke in real life across the desk back in, I think it was episode 19. So a fair bit has happened, I guess, time-wise between now and then. What's been keeping you busy between that time? Well, October 19, that certainly seems like a whole different lifetime. Ah. So much has happened, uh, obviously in the world, but also here at Genie. So it's been a, it's been a really busy 20 months or so. So we've been focusing on a couple of really big things. So we've seen the shift to the cloud really pick up across the specialist medical practices. So we've been focusing hard on our Gen 2 cloud product. We actually just celebrated it uh, in June, our thousands specialists going to to Gen 2. So it's a real milestone, uh, not just for us, but I think for cloud and medical practices and for the broader industry to get a, a product to a thousand practices is a real sign that it's happening and it's moving in that direction. So that's that's been a, a huge success and a, a big area of focus and investment for us. We've also, you know, we've started to see Genie customers move to the cloud, but most of those thousand practices in the vast majority have actually come from new to private practice or migrating off, off competitors. And so, you know, as we look out to the future, we really think we're going to be in the business of supporting those Genie customers for some time to come. And so with that in mind, we've been also working on building out the Genie integrated cloud platform. And that's a platform that sits between Genie and Gen2 and integrates seamlessly to both. So what that really means is we can add cloud functionality, cloud platform services into that product and into the cloud and you know, both Genie desktop customers and Gen2 users can, can consume those services. 
So that's a been an enormous investment, you know, huge investment in the foundations, building out the fire APIs, building out the, the data repositories and the security and all that kind of thing. And that's come to life, you know, we've launched a, a series of products and we're starting to see you know, really strong take up from our customers and also from third parties who are keen to integrate. And, you know, we see that solving a pretty big problem for our customers, but also for third parties wanting to access our market and our customers. That's fantastic. A thousand customers in the cloud. That's a, a great milestone and really interesting that a lot of them um, come from new practices as well. What's the typical profile of those that are using the cloud solution? Is it those that want the mobility or they like the, the fact it's centrally available or is it a bit of, bit of everything? Look, why people move into the cloud, we've done a bit of research around this, as you'd imagine, and it's really clear. You know, the customers, the main reason people want to move to the cloud is their existing desktop users is they want to move to get rid of the hassle of having to run their own IT infrastructure and, you know, manage security, et cetera. So they're really looking for the, the hygiene factors of, of the cloud. And then for new to private practice, you know, new practices setting up, it's often just the expectation, you know, why, why wouldn't they choose cloud? Yeah. Lowers the barrier to entry, it's simpler to use. It's just a logical choice for those newer businesses. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And I really like the the integrated platform, that kind of in-between approach. I think knowing the GP and specialist, the outpatient market well myself, I feel like a, a snap move from on-prem to cloud across the industry is not really something that would actually happen in real life. So having an approach that's mindful of the fact that many clinics have a lot of workflows and processes set up on a platform like you know, the original Genie one that's been around for a long time that they've built on, it's, it seems sensible. So is there much different to someone who's on the on-prem solution with the plumbing or the backend that's starting to be more cloud-oriented? Is there much dis- difference there for them? No, if the on-prem, the Genie users, if they're using our latest versions of the software, when I say latest, in the last 12 months or so, they're automatically connected to the cloud platform. So they can, you know, within their desktop product, they can turn on additional services and start using them seamlessly. So they don't have to do anything. And obviously, in the instance where we're integrating with third parties, they're integrating through Fire APIs to our platform, integrating once, and then all of our customers can turn that on. So it's a pretty big breakthrough, I think, in terms of, you know, connecting up the ecosystem. I've um, spoken to quite a few quite early stage, I guess, call them third-party providers. So those creating quite niche technology solutions for a particular area of healthcare that they realize that at some point in their journey, partnering with practice management systems such as Genie is a really important step to that whole process. Are there some, whether it's things to think about or advice you provide to some of those really earlier stage vendors where they might be coming up to the point of wanting to partner with practice management systems are things they should be thinking about now? Look, I think I'd give the same kind of advice I'd give to any early stage company, and that's really be clear on the problem you're solving, and really be clear on your numbers in terms of the size of the market and how you're going to deliver it. And look, you know, it's easy for those early stage tech companies and even more developed software companies to, you know, cut corners and expedite technology and it's always a mistake you, know, you really got to like when you're building a, a long-term product you really got to lay the foundations from a technical point of view solidly and really think about scale and long long term and certainly when we come to select partners to join our our connect to our platform and join our marketplace we're not looking to just have anybody on there our customers want us to apply some curation they want us to they want to know that it's safe to connect and integrate to these third parties and they want to know that we've done our due diligence and we're certainly going to be looking for highly secure approaches from a technology point of view and safe third parties for our, our customers to, to work, work with. Yeah. 
And we were starting to see some third-party providers come onto the platform and be part of the marketplace on the integrated cloud platform. When you put the two together, their platform and yours, what are some of the, the benefits, the net benefits, the synergies, as the word goes, that come out of bringing the two together? I think from our customer's point of view, having a created marketplace where we're making clear recommendations, where we're approving integrations, et cetera, solves a couple of really big problems for them. So first of all, the obvious technical one, today they might have to manage in multiple desktop integrations. They don't typically have their own IT departments. So it's complex and it's difficult. Having that single connection through the Gini integrated cloud platform makes that heap simpler. Then there's the, the issue of selection. I think about you know, some of the categories where you might see five or six different providers in the market. And you know, a good example might be online appointments. There's you know, quite a few people in, the, in that market. We've gone out, done the research. We chose to partner with Hot Docs and we've worked hard to integrate their solution deeply into our workflow and customize it for, for specialists. And so making that clear recommendation, we've done the hard work, we've done the, the research and we, we can make that recommendation for our customers. That's really helpful because they're obviously busy people being medical specialists not researching IT solutions. So that really helps. And then from the other point of view, really helps those innovative companies that have got a cut-through solution, get to market, get to scale, and both from a technical point of view, makes life easier from an integration point of view there, but also from a go-to-market point of view, can really speed things up. So you know, I think it moves the whole industry forward faster than otherwise would. Speaking of the industry, the approach from a general point of view for practice management, systems, specialist allied and GP anywhere, this approach of a marketplace or a platform is there's some similar themes there. Do you think this is the way that the industry is going now in terms of healthcare? Yeah, I, look, I really do. So, you know, I don't come from a, a healthcare background, I come from a technology background. And you know, when I came to run Genie three and a half years ago, I was pretty surprised at, at where we were as an, as an industry compared to other industries I'd seen. And I, I guess there was three big problems that I saw. One was, it was a very fragmented industry. So there was, I think, 270-odd providers trying to sell the practices in Australia and New Zealand. And a lot of them were subscale. A lot of them were solving a small part of the problem and not really investing to get cut through. The ecosystem was very disconnected, unbelievably so, compared to other industries. And there really didn't seem to have been big investment in UX, user experience. You know, the rest uh, technology in general had gone through a big revolution around UX, and that didn't seem to have come into the segment. You know, I, I should add at this point that there's some very notable exceptions to those statements. And there's some companies that were absolutely doing the right thing and moving in the right direction. But as a general statement, as an industry seemed to lag behind. And so that's changing. And I see a good news story for the future. And the step one on that good news story is really the shift to the cloud. I see that as inevitable now. It's when, not if. And the cloud is important because it allows us to start to leverage scale. It will bring huge investment and it will bring a generational change to the offerings that, that are available in the market. That's really important. Once we're in the cloud, I think the step two is you see the, the practice management systems really allow practitioners to reach out outside of that, their four walls and start to connect with, with patients and automate that patient journey. And so... Now, that's a pretty profound step starting to connect directly with patients because we've now got two sides of the story on, on a platform and, and that's where we'll see scale. So that's step three you know, as you start to get patients and practices communicating on the same technology platform. We'll start to see platforms of scale start to emerge and, and that I think will be the trigger. We're already seeing that now. And then you know, point four is 
once you've got platforms of scale, you get a truly connected ecosystem because you can't be a, a player in the industry and not be doing standards-based in- integration to those platforms of scale. And platform economics you know, force the connection of, of the ecosystem. And then, you know, step five and perhaps the, the most profound step in, in terms of the, the implications for health outcomes in Australia is once we've got those platforms to scale, once we've got a connected ecosystem, the data that sits there really comes alive and, and powers insights at, at both a, a practitioner level and a, and a system level to drive change, to drive advances in, in medical practices across the board. And you also get that data available to start to power AI and really bring the promise of AI to individual medical practices and practitioners. So pretty exciting vision for the future, I think, as we sit here today. Mm. So that's it's a good vision for the future. And I think that those foundations make a lot of sense in terms of then enabling right down to it, a clinician level or a practice level, some of those advanced and emerging technologies. You touched on the fact there'd be a, a lot of investment in this space to be able to help us to get there. And there has been news recently of, uh, you know, with Medical Director being acquired by Telstra Health as we record this and other ideas being thrown around the industry of IPOs with you guys and everything else going on. Is that the most important part right now in terms of the next step for seeing progression in the practice management space across the industry is just more investment into it or what else needs to happen? Well, look, we definitely need investment. So serious players getting out their checkbooks and starting to spend is important. And that's been happening for a little little while, to be honest. Jenny was bought by IFM Private Equity. You know, IFM's obviously $150 billion uh, investment fund. And, you know, they're owned by Industry Super. So they've been a great partner in terms of really aligning to our purpose and giving us the runway to build a quality business and a, a quality team. And But that investment's important because you've got to invest in the technology and the technology isn't cheap. Those foundations are, are expensive and you've got to invest in culture. These, the, the technology itself, you know, you can't outsource that stuff. You've got to build it and, you know, that shift from desktop businesses, from, you know, desktop offerings to cloud platforms is a technology transformation, obviously, but it's also has to be a cultural transformation for the providers and for the industry. So that investment in people and investment in culture at an individual company level and at an industry level is also vital to get the right talent, the right people focusing on these big and and significant problems. Talking about about culture and bringing people in to solve the problems and uh, investing in that, from a people side of things, are the answers available and is the capability available from within the industry, the people that are working within the industry now, or is should we be looking outside of healthcare to find some new approaches to some of these problems and find some new talent to help us get to where we need to be? That's just a great question, Pete. We've doubled the size of our team in the last couple of years at Genie, 165 people now, and we've nearly quadrupled the size of our dev team. And it's been a challenge to find the right blend of cutting edge functional capability and industry understanding. So look, I think there's some fantastic people in this, within this industry. There, there really is some people that are not only good at their jobs, but genuinely care about what they're doing and connect to purpose. But we need more, you know, if we're really going to deliver on the promise that technology can deliver for you know, participants in this Australian health healthcare system generally, we need more talent in this in this industry. And it's up to us, you know, up to businesses like Genie and others to to make it more attractive and to really invest in our value proposition for 
a cultural value proposition and invest in the talent at, at all levels and grow an industry, you know, expecting that those people will move off to exciting new startups at some time in their career, but, you know, make that investment to really get the talent and experience into this industry. Definitely. Well, look, we've got in the next couple of weeks, you'll be participating in the Talking Health Tech Spring Summit at a session, which is all about like talking about the concept of different partners collaborating within the industry to, to get things done and make a meaningful impact. That's with Ben from Hot Doc and Chris from Cubico. That must be an exciting session. Oh, I definitely will be there. They, those guys are great partners to us, you know, Hot Docs and, and Cubico and a great example of how to collaborate to when they get partnership at a, at a deep level. And, and so, you know, it'd be great to chat to them on that subject. They certainly know this stuff. Yeah. A good example of putting it in practice. And they so thinking then like for the industry more broadly, then thinking about the future and steps they could be walking to putting into practice some of those things that you've talked about, what's next for the industry outside of the investment? What, what needs to happen in order for us to realize some of this vision that you've talked about? Look, I think it's those steps that, that we talked about. You know, it's that step to the cloud and the technology that brings is the platform, is the foundations that allow us to really automate the patient journey, you know, give patients a much better experience, make practices much more efficient, therefore make the overall system more efficient, connect up the ecosystem so that, you know, there really is that flow between care settings and again, systemic efficiency, which is really required. And then you unlock the, the data, unlock the power of the data through insights and through AI. And that's going to be in, in, incredibly exciting, but it starts with those investing in those technology foundations and you know, really embracing that future. We've seen it in the US and the UK, the government's you know, started to mandate standards based approach and interoperability. You know, whether or not that happens here, I hope it does. And you know, certainly starting to hear noises from the powers that be to move towards that much more standards-based approach. So I'm optimistic about that. But even if that doesn't happen, even if it's not mandated here, it's inevitable. You know, that's, it's a difficult decision for businesses who have a desktop form factor to make that investment and make that, that shift. But now's really the time to do it. Now's the time to make that shift and to, to make the investment and to make the leap, I think. Love it. Thanks, James. Look, I'll put some uh, the links and everything for Jeannie in the show notes of this episode for people to check out. And of course, they can get their ticket to the Spring Summit on the 16th of September and hear you and others talk about this and other themes at that event as well. Look, really appreciate you making the time, James. Thanks so much. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out TalkingHealthTech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. Now go make it happen.